Part fourteen of Washington and the Riddle of Peace by H. G. Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Real Threat to Civilization. Washington, November twenty five. In the opening paper of this series, I said that Western civilization was undergoing a very rapid progress of disorganization a process that was already nearly complete in Russia, and that was spreading out to the whole world. It is a huge secular process, demanding unprecedented collective action among the nations, if it is to be arrested, and I welcome the Washington Conference as the most hopeful beginning of such concerted action. Now that the Washington Conference has defined its scope and limitations, and got down to a definite scheme of work, it will be well to return to this ampler question of the decline in the world's affairs. Now there are great numbers of people, more particularly in America, who still refuse to recognize this intermittent and variable process, which resumes, and goes on again, and rests steady for a time, and then hurries, which is taking all that we know as civilization in Europe toward a final destruction. The mere statement that this is going on they call pessimism, and with a sort of genial hostility they oppose any attempt to consider the possibility of any action to turn back the evil process. I suppose they would call the note of a fire alarm or the toot of a motor horn pessimism, until the thing hit them good and hard. It would have the same effect of a disagreeable warning and interruption to the even tenor of their ways. They argue that this alleged decadence is not going on, or, what is from a soundly practical point of view, the same thing, that it is never going to reach them, or anything that they really care for. The starvation of Russia down to an empty shell, the break-up of China, the retrogression of southeastern Europe to barbarism, the sinking of Constantinople to the level of a drunken brothel, the steadily approaching collapse of Germany, is nothing to these optimists. America is all right, anyhow, and am I my brother's keeper? It is just a phase of misfortune over there, and the people must get out of it as they can. Wait for the swing of the pendulum, the turn of the tide. Things will come right again, over the heaps of dead. There have been such slumps before in those countries away over there, notoriously less favoured by God, as they are, than America. It may be well, therefore, to go over this matter a little more fully and to give my grounds for supposing that there is a rot, a coming undone, going on in our system, that will not necessarily recover, that the movement isn't the swing of a pendulum, nor this ebb and ebb that will turn again, and further, that this rotting process is bound to affect not merely Europe and Asia, but ultimately America. Now let us recapitulate in the most general terms what has happened and is happening at the present time to impoverish and disorganize the world. First, there has been a very great destruction of life through the war, especially in Europe. Mostly this has been the killing of young men who would otherwise have been the flower of the working mass of these countries at the present time. This in itself is a great loss of energy, but it is a recoverable loss. A new generation is already growing up to replace these millions of dead, and to efface the economic loss of this tragic and sorrowful destruction. 
nor is the extraordinary waste of property of energy and raw material spent in mere destruction an irreplaceable loss given toil given courage devastated areas can be restored fresh energies found to replenish the countless millions and millions of foot-pounds of work wasted upon explosives many beautiful things buildings works of art and the like have gone never to be gotten again but their place may conceivably be taken by new efforts of creative artistic energy given toil given confidence and hope far more serious from the point of view of the future than the destruction of either things or lives are certain subtler destructions because they strike at that toil that courage and hope and confidence which are essential to any sort of recuperation and foremost is the fact of debt everywhere but particularly in the european countries all the billions worth of material that was smashed up and blown to pieces on the front had to be bought from its owners and to secure it every belligerent government had to incur debts lives cost little but material much the european combatants are overwhelmed with debts every european worker and toiler every european business man is a debtor every european enterprise goes on under a crushing burden of taxation because of these debts an attempt has been made to shift this unendurable burden from the victors to the vanquished but the vanquished already had as much as they could carry now when first mankind began to experiment with money and credit the lot of the debtor was an intolerable one he might become the slave of his creditor he might be subjected to imprisonment and frightful punishments but it was early discovered that it was not to the general advantage it was not even to the advantage of the creditor to drive the debtor to despair processes of bankruptcy were devised to clear him up get what was possible from him and then release him to a fresh start and hope but we have not yet extended the same leniency to national bankruptcy because national insolvencies have been rare and so we have whole nations in europe so loaded with debts and punitive charges that every worker every business man will be under his share in this burden from the cradle to the grave he will be a debt serf to the domestic or foreign creditor and all his enterprises will be weighed and discouraged by this obligation debt is one immense and universal discouragement now throughout all europe but even that might not prevent the recovery of europe there is yet another and profounder evil in operation to prevent people getting to work to reconstruct their shattered economic life that is the increasing failure of money to do its work europe cannot get to work cannot get things going again because over a large part of the world the medium of exchange has become untrustworthy and unusable that is the immediate thing that is destroying civilization in the old world we have to remember that our whole economic order is based on money we do not know any way of working a big business a manufactory a large farm a mine except by money payments payment in kind barter and the like are ancient and clumsy expedients you cannot imagine a great city like new york getting along with its industrial and business life on any such clumsy basis every modern city london paris berlin 
is built on a money basis and will collapse into utter ruin as petersburg has already collapsed if money fails but over large and increasing areas of europe money is now of such fluctuating value its purchasing power is so uncertain that men will neither work for it nor attempt to save it nor make any monetary bargains ahead such a thing has never occurred to anything like the same extent in all history and it is killing business enterprise altogether and throwing whole masses of working people out of employment europe without trustworthy money is as paralyzed as a brain without wholesome blood she cannot act she cannot move employment becomes impossible and production dies away the towns move steadily toward the starvation that has overtaken petersburg and the peasants and cultivators cease to grow anything except to satisfy their own needs to go to market with produce except to barter is a mockery the schools are not working the hospitals the public services the teachers and doctors and officials cannot live upon their pay they starve or go away the state of affairs has been brought about by the reckless manufacture of paper money by nearly every european government we can measure their recklessness roughly by comparing their pre-war and post-war exchanges it is only now that we are beginning to realize the enormity of the disaster which this demoralization of money is bringing upon the world we have weakened the link of cash payments which has hitherto held civilization together to the breaking point as the link breaks the machine stops the modern city will become a formless mob of unemployed men and the countryside will become a wilderness of food hoarding peasants and since the urban masses will have no food and no means of commanding it we may expect the most violent perturbations before they are persuaded to accept their fate in a philosophical spirit revolutionary social outbreaks are not the result of plots they are symptoms of social disease they are not causes but effects this is what i mean when i write of a breakdown of civilization i mean the death of town life which cannot go on without money and the cessation of organized communications i mean a breakdown of the organizations for keeping the peace i mean an end to organized education i mean the smashing of this social order in which we live through the smashing of money which has already occurred to a large extent in russia which is going on in many parts of eastern europe which seems likely to occur within a few months in germany which may spread into italy and france and so to britain and even to the american continent and which can only be arrested by the most vigorous collection action to restore validity to money of which vigorous collective action there is in washington at the present moment no sign End of part 14